Man, we are so glad that you guys are here today. Man, today the Bible says today is the day that God has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Isn't that awesome? What a beautiful day. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you wake up, you live in Florida, it's a rough life. You drive, and if you live anywhere around here, you're passing some body of water that is absolutely gorgeous. And uh, we're like, who is this God, man? We get to live here. God is so good. And uh, we take so many things for granted, you know? I don't want to take things for granted. I want to appreciate the little stuff. I believe it's the little stuff that's actually the big stuff, you know? I mean, we, we live life, man. And, you know, this, this world philosophy and culture always pushes us to want more, more, more. And I think oftentimes it's in the less, less, less. It's in the slowing down. It's in the being still. It's in the realizing that there's actually a sunset. And there's a sunrise, and there's family, there's kids' laughter, and I don't want to miss that. I don't know about you guys. Um, I can't wait to preach today, man. We're going to finish James chapter 1. We've been in James for a while, and um, man, this is such a relevant um, book, and what we're learning is God's Word speaks to my life, and God's Word speaks to your life, and it helps us. It helps us think clearly, and then it helps us, it helps us navigate um, without having to do all kinds of U-turns. And, and, and then if we need to, it shows us how to do the U-turns. It reroutes us. And uh, so I love James. It's just been relevant wisdom for today, for my life today in 2013. And, and I'm sure that you're out there and you're feeling the same way. So, you know, Blake and Amanda did such a great job last week speaking. I was so proud of them. They rocked the house. And uh, it, it was amazing. And and I, I just want to tell you, if you don't know, we were praying that they would actually move here and come on staff, be part of our team. And um, Blake and I, again, we've known each other since K5, and it was so cool, because last Wednesday, you know, I love what Gabe said last night in our talk, Gabe, when you talked about praying unbiasedly, you know, that you're just like, Lord, um, God, maybe this is what's on my heart, but n- not my will, but your will be done. That's what Jesus prayed. That was a great model of prayer for us. And uh, last Wednesday, we sat down and we started talking, and, and what was so cool is, is Blake, um, it, it was like this passion jumped out of his heart, and, and it, it, no doubt has been there for a while, and God's been doing this thing, but I, I could just see this passion for him to start a church or to pastor a church, and, and I just felt like if he came here like that, man, we would have so much fun, and we would have a blast, and we'd get to do ministry together, and that would be amazing but I felt like what God was showing us was God has a, a different plan for him and uh, that maybe God may use him to go start a church. I believe there's a church of thousands of people inside Blake. And um, so though we're like, oh, man, we missed out because he's a great guy. Um, we like, you know what? This is, we're not missing out. This is what God wants. And I don't know about you, but I was absolutely rocked. I mean, absolutely <laughs> shocked. And um, I've heard him speaking. They're, they're a great team and phenomenal communicators. But it just, man, God spoke through him. And he shared with me the, the thought that stuck with me all week before he shared with you. It, before he shared it with you. Let's try that on Sunday. And the thought was, I just go back there for a minute, is that God created Adam. That he created, he created them um, before he rested. So he created them after the work was done and then right before God rested so that their first day would be spent with God in rest. Isn't that a great thought? 
I mean, think about that. That God, I mean, he's so brilliant. He planned the whole thing out. The Bible says he said, let there be light, and there's light. And he called a sun, and boom, there's the sun. And he called a moon, the stars. And, and you may not believe that, and that's okay. You don't have to believe that to come here. Um, but we believe it. And uh, the, the Bible says that the stars sing. Scientists have learned not too long ago that the stars sing. And, and the Bible says that this God that's so great, this God calls them out by name. I mean, this, I can't even count them all. And he calls each and every one out by name. This is the God that we serve. And this is the God that invites you and invites me to come and rest and be still and know who he is. And it's in knowing who he is that we actually begin to learn and know who we are. Did your parents ever say, uh, you know, my last name's Payne, so they're like, Payne's don't do that. You're a pain, son. Get up. Your parents ever used your last name? They leveraged it, right, to motivate you to say, get up, man. We don't quit. Come on. So you fell down. You're bleeding. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Honey, I know he's a year and a half, but he's tough. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, did your parents ever do that? And they called you to greatness because of your last name. I really believe it's in that being still where we can heal. And it's in the being still that, that we, we learn the thrill of knowing who he is and then hearing who we are and then walking in the fullness of him and the goodness of him. And I don't know about you, but that's the me I want to be. I don't want to be a pretender I don't want to try to be a contender. I want to be the me that God created me to be. And so that's why next Sunday, we're not going to have church. I want to tell you something, right? Here's the deal, right? Um, if you don't have church, man, you miss a lot of things. Man, you miss um, worshiping together, and you, 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 miss, you miss, right? You, you miss the preaching and the teaching. I'm just I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I will miss it. I will miss it. Um, you know, if you lead a serve team or you're on a serve team, you, you miss the camaraderie and being with your team. There's something about, I mean, hello, college football's around the corner. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited. And if you're not, that's okay. We can pray for you after the gathering. We believe in the power of prayer, and then God can heal you. And, uh, but we're getting excited, man, and teams coming back together, and your NFL, and your college, and they're getting back together, and man, they're putting in the, the two-a-days coming around the corner. They're, they're putting the hard yards in. Why? Because the payoff is worth it. So, so much hangs in the balance. So much hangs in the balance of you and me being still before God. And the message that I have today is actually, um, is actually, we actually backtracked a little bit in James, but I planned it this way because I knew Blake and Amanda would be speaking on the Sabbath because I asked them to speak on the Sabbath. And so I, I, I want you to hear today's message with a heart, not only to hear, but to go live out God's word today. And we're gonna put that in play by not having church next Sunday and saying, you know what? We're not gonna live in fear of, oh no, we, you know, oh no, we're not gonna have two offerings or oh no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get to see everyone or oh no, we'll, no, no, we're not gonna live in fear about that. We're gonna celebrate the Sabbath because it's about him and he is good and he is God and beside him there's no other and he's on the throne and I'm cool with that. I'm thankful for that. And um, he is totally in control. And so next Sunday, you heard Don did such a great job speaking about it. But I, as your pastor, I want to ask you next Sunday, carve out some time. 
Okay, dads, listen to me. Get your families together. Go to the beach and just be still. The Bible says talk to your children. Talk to them in the morning. Talk to them at night. Talk to them when you go to Walmart. But it didn't say Walmart in the scripture. It, it, was, like, it was like talk to them when you're going here and you're going there. Most of my life is going to Walmart. You know, I told Steph, if I pass, just bury me at Walmart because I know you'll be there like five times a week to see me. And I'll feel loved. I'll be like, mm. Right? The Bible says, fathers, when you go here, when you go there, teach your children along the way the things of God. So maybe next Sunday, you just want to get up early, and maybe you personally just want to get out and go watch the sun come up. And just think that he is God. And if he's God, I'm not. And if he's God, he can do whatever he wants. He's powerful. He can help me. He can hear me. He can heal me. Isn't that good news? So that's what next Sunday is all about. And, and then I want to say one other thing before I jump into the message. Um, I understand that we've been doing a lot. And um, I just, I, w- I want to say this uh, so that we're all on the same page together. Um, I love you guys. And y'all do such a great job. Your hearts are so huge. And so many of momentum. Remember, we have another gathering after this. And it's packed out. So many of you guys sacrificed and you gave, and I understand that. I sacrificed. We, Steph and I, our family sacrificed. You sacrificed. And we gave money that we could have leveraged elsewhere. But we gave it to say, you know what? God, we believe in our children. We believe in our our students. There's Pastor Jeremy. We believe in our students, and we want to do a better job reaching them. And it takes money to do ministry. I want to tell you, we're not the church that's all about money, but you have to understand something. It takes money to do ministry. It takes money to do ministry. And so what I want to share with you is what happened this week because you guys gave. Last Sunday, we, um, if I'm not mistaken, Frankie, I, I think we came $1,250 short of our goal. Our goal, then we had a stretch goal. Our goal was $20,000. And that's what was raised. We're twelve. 12- 50 short, and then money came in Monday morning. Money came in. People, if you don't know, you can give. Um, you can automate your giving online, and um, you don't have to worry about for bringing the check or forgetting it. You can do that, man. That People just kept giving and giving towards um, what we were saying. Hey, man, for our students, man, this is generous July. Give. And right now, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. I may be wrong, but I think we're like $200 short of that. And so I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. I know that we'll not only meet that, but I I believe that more money will still come in and we'll continue to get to do what we want to do, which is serve. We want to serve. Um, If you're here and you're like, you're like, well, I don't know where the money goes to. Well, it's not, that's, I, I get that, but that's not your problem. God didn't call you to pastor this church. He didn't call you to lead this church, but he called you to give. Ooh, that just got quiet in here, right? Well, did he really say that? Yeah, I did. I did. I want to repeat it in case you didn't hear it. That's not your issue. You don't have to worry about that. Don't let that trust issue. Well, other churches, that's other churches. Well, growing up, well, that's growing up, but that ain't now. You know what we do with your money? We don't do anything with your money. But you know what we do with God's money? We do a lot with God's money. You know what we did this week? We ministered to the cheerleaders at Gulf Breeze High School, and we took them cold water because they started camp this week. Yeah, someone ought to clap for that. That's clap worthy right there. 
Jesus said, if you get a cup of cold water in my name, watch out. I mean, that's powerful. You know what we did this week? We fed the, girl, the girls, right? The girls lacrosse team. We fed them. When they were done with practice, they had drinks and they had sub sandwiches from Subway because we're all about eating fresh. That's what we did. You know what we're going to do with God's money? I met with a pastor this week. This one ain't planned, but I'm going with it because I heard God say go with it. So we walk in this way. Walk this, we walk in this way. You know what we did? You know what we did? I met with a pastor in Gulf Breeze whose wife is dying of cancer. And she's on her last leg. And we prayed with her and we wept. And God spoke to my heart and said, send their family to Walt Disney World. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to take thousands of dollars, thousands, and we're going to buy their whole family. They have four kids, husband and wife, and we're going to pay for every one of them to have an amazing time in Orlando at Walt Disney World. Because that matters to God. Because that's being Jesus. That's being a Jesus follower who together are an unstoppable force for good, driven to change the world. And we change the world one person at a time. And that's what we're in the business of doing. And when I'm sitting there call, crying, calling, I'm crying. I'm a crybaby, man. God squeezed my heart. I'm like, ah! I'm crying, man. I'm sitting there and I'm praying with our friends. And we're asking God to heal her. And it's ripping my heart out. And God, in his goodness, says, send them to Walt Disney World. And we're going to send them to Walt Disney World. And I told her, you know what we're going to do? We're going to send you all to Walt Disney World. We're going to put you up in a great place. And we're going to pay for your family. We're going to provide your meals. We are going to love on you because God loves you. And this overwhelming, like God, like what we sang about, Tyler, where, where when God embraces you. This overwhelming love came over her. She's getting ready to go into six hours of chemo where she won't even be able to lift her head for a week and a half. And we love people. And so I just want you to know, we're not all about money, but yes, we're gonna raise money because you can't do ministry without money. And I will never apologize for that. I will never step away from that. I'll never ask you for a penny for me. I'm driving the same truck I've driven for 10 years, been paid off for like six. I'm never going to come to you and ask you for money, but I will ask you to give of your hard-earned dollars for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ because he alone is worthy. And that is the only thing. That is the only thing that will last. Only one life will soon be passed. Life is short. Jaden, my eight-year-old, said, and I put it on Twitter this week, he said, Daddy, the future comes really fast. <laughs> Gotta tweet that. That's funny, huh? It's true, isn't it? You're right, son. I tweeted it with a tear in my eye because he's eight, and it seems like yesterday I brought him home from the hospital. And in eight more years, he's 16. Lord Jesus, help me now. Yes, amen, and amen. He goes by fast. I, I don't want that boy, man. He puts smiles in my heart. I don't want to leave in the house. 
O'Reilly Grace, man, she, you know, she puts smiles in my heart. Oh, Gavin, three years old, man. We were up last night. Our friends are here from Tampa. We're so glad you are here. But we were watching Gavin put on a production. And he was just putting on a show. It was better than anything on TV. And we were just watching him and laughing. And it was awesome. He put smiles in my heart. And it comes really quick. Only when life will soon be passed. And only what's done for Jesus Christ will last. And I don't apologize for asking people to give. And I know we were asking you to give, and we're asking you to give here. You know why we're asking you to give here? Because there are children and middle school students that can't afford it. And if we're Jesus followers, we are all on mission. Somebody, look at somebody and say, we're on mission. We're on mission. We're on mission. It's not about going to church. It's about being the church. God's got enough. I'm just going to say it because that's who I am. Sorry, if you don't like me, a lot of other churches. I'm just being honest. But there's a lot of other sorry buts that just go and they sit and they soak and they sour. God's not about that. God's not about being impressed with people going to church. God's about someone saying, I'm going to be Jesus with skin on. I'm going to love people. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to wipe the tears. I'm going to give the the thirsty people water. I'm going to hug the hurting. I'm going to embrace the broken. I'm going to strengthen the weak. That's what God is about. I'm going to accept the unacceptable. I'm going to move to the mess. And that's what momentum's about, just in case you didn't know. That's what we're about. I feel like preaching today. I ain't got to my notes, man. But this has everything to do with the notes. Has everything. I don't apologize. Man, man, come on. We got to grow up. We got to grow out. We got we to impact this city. This city is looking for Jesus. There are marriages falling apart. And suicide hangs in the balance. You hear me? I'm fired up today. Because it's the truth and it's real. And God's not about us being comfortable Christians. God is about us being careful. Not callous, but very intentional. Because we're the hands and feet of Jesus. And if we don't, who will? If you don't, who will? Daddy, if you don't teach your son to love Jesus, who will? You gonna leave that to mama? Well, mama do a great job, but that's your. That starts at the top. That starts at the top this week. <laughs> I was in the shower. Steph was getting ready to leave the house. I wasn't sure if she had left yet. Our bedroom's in the back of the house. I wasn't sure. So I'm, I'm really yelling, but I'm not yelling because I'm angry. I'm, <laughs> I'm yelling because I, I wasn't sure. I was like, hey, Steph, are you still in the house? You know, and, and so I'm trying to figure it out. And I probably said it like three times. And so here she is, three kids. She's going somewhere. And, it's, you know, she's, you know how that is, moms, right? And so she's getting everything together. She's heading out. And so she turns around and she says, she says, I'm still in the house. <laughs> and Gavin, our three-year-old, says, you shouldn't talk to daddy like that. <laughs> Here's some candy, son. Here's some candy. <laughs> There are families hanging in the balance today. And if we don't step up and if we don't step out, children won't have the privilege of having, living with the mommy and daddy. That's what hangs in the balance. That's why I'm fired up because I believe in this stuff, man. I've sacrificed everything for this message because the message is a mandate and it's powerful. 
and it will change your life. You say, Lord, man, someone said yesterday in our men's community group, they said nothing better than when you surrender your life to Jesus and when you live for God, nothing's better than that. Nothing's better. So I'm gonna ask you to give. And I'm gonna ask you to give. And listen, I know we were doing this the same time we were doing this and some people wanna do that but don't wanna do this. Some people wanna do this but don't wanna do that. And I get it. There's multiple layers of people in this room. But I wanna challenge you. Please, can we, can we like pack this place out? Not this next Sunday. But I want to do one more week on it. And I want us to come with book bags so that there's not one kid left behind. That's my heart. I want to share that with you. Today's message, if you look at it, it has everything to do with what I was talking about. That's just what God birthed in me late last night. But the message is James chapter 1. We're going to look at 22 through 25. And it's all about mirrors. It's all about mirrors. You know, James is telling us something, and he uses a mirror. Now, I don't know about you guys, but, um, (laughs) hey, Tyler. I don't know about you, but, man, I use mirrors every day. I use mirrors. Man, I I, I use this mirror today to shave the back of my neck, you know, so I didn't look like Esau. Um, I, I, uh, I, 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 I use the mirror in the morning to shave. Have you ever not looked in the mirror, or or maybe you just did a quick glance and you were out the door, come on now, you were running late, you had an appointment, and you were like, brush your teeth, you got dressed real quick, you were running really, really late, and you didn't really look in the mirror, you didn't really look in the mirror, you just kind of went, oh yeah, (laughs) you didn't really look at it, and then all of a sudden later in the day, you realize something about this wasn't right, (laughs) have you ever done that before, Uh uh-huh, right, okay, just make sure I'm not the only one. I've done that before. And then later you look and you're like, how long has that been there? (laughs) How long did I have spinach in my eye teeth? Eye tooth, there you go, eye tooth, iPhone, something like that. How long has that been there from my shake? Holy cow. Or or maybe maybe you're a teenager and you're tracking with me because, you know, you got, every day we got to look in the mirror. We're like on a search and destroy mission. (laughs) You know, yeah, y'all remember that, right? Sometimes they still come back and haunt us in our late 30s and 40s and 50s. You're like, what? I'm not 16 anymore, you know? Like, right? You got to take care of business, right? Y'all having fun today? Y'all having fun? Awesome. Some of y'all still, I I hope not. I was going to say some of y'all still on that money thing. Come along, come along. But we look in mirrors. I go to the gym and there's mirrors. Now, there's special mirrors or something like that because when I flex, I'm seeing big muscles. <laughs> and then Joker walks beside me and I'm like, I ain't got it. <laughs> Joker walks in and he's like, like old Ray in the back, you know. You know, he lifted a toothpick and he's like, Pfft. and I'm in there. But there's mirrors everywhere. I drive and I got mirrors when I drive, Right? And, and you got to adjust the mirror. You got to adjust it. My kids, your kids ever do that? They ever mess with your mirror? You start driving, then you realize, holy cow, the thing is looking up at the, the, the roof there, you know? Mirrors, we use mirrors all the time. And, and James is going to talk a little bit about God's word and how powerful it is. So let's look at it. James chapter 1, 22 through 25. It's on the screen. You can pull it up on your phone, version. If you don't have it, get it. Free app, version. You want that. You want that. James 1, through 25. But don't just listen to God's word. Don't just listen to God's word. You must 
do what it says. Yeah, but we could go home. Don't just listen. Now, here's the thing. God is not against us listening to God. God's not a, against us hearing God. He's against us hearing and not doing. If you're in the military, you hear. I went to my friend Jim's um, celebration. 21 years. Army Ranger. Pretty stinking awesome, huh? Retired from that. And I'm, I'm Eglin Air Force Base. We're going back there and here's all these signs and you got to have clearance. And I'm like, I don't got to have clearance. I'm like, I'm hoping I'm okay, you know. And, and we're coming back there. And then when we leave, there's all these men in formation and they're doing, they're, they're going through, I believe you call it cadence. They're, they're doing their cadence. I'm listening. I'm listening. And I'm down with my kids. I'm like, listen to this, man. These guys are heroes. Listen to what they're saying. Army Ranger. And they're going through cadence, and, they're, and they do it over and over again, right, guys, and men and women in the military, why? So it's in there, so you don't just hear it or repeat it, but you do it. You live it out. Right now in college football, there are coaches screaming at, at guys because they know in 25 days, it's football time. In 26 days, it's football time in Tennessee. I'm excited about that. Yes, sir. Y'all pray for us. It's been a rough eight years. But one of my five strengths is belief. And so I'm believing this might just be the year. Right? Oh, my goodness. But that's the deal. It's not just to hear it, man. Their coach is screaming, no, that's not how you catch a football. You catch it this way. That's not how you line up. That's not how you, you do it like this. Listen to me. And there are probably a couple other words said. Because they're trying to get them to move from, yeah, it's here, I want to see it here. I think if God has a word for us today, God's like, I see you, sir. I see you, ma'am. I know you got it here. I want to see it here. What would happen in Gulf Breeze, Pensacola Beach, Cantonment, Pensacola, Pace, Fort Walton Beach, Navarre, what would happen if we, we, we together started living it out here? You know what would happen? We'd change the world. We'd change the world. Exactly what would happen. I want you to write this down, put it on your phone, take, you, you need this for later. Here's the biblical principle. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings conflict. Obedience brings blessing. Obedience brings blessing. God called us to serve. So this Wednesday, we're going to serve the great football team here at Gulf Breeze High School. JV, varsity, and cheerleaders. We're going to cook for them. We're going to feed them. We're supporting them. We want them to know. We want them to know. We believe in young people. And life's not easy when you're a teenager. You need some people cheering for you. We are applauding you. We believe in you. God has great plans for you. That's the message. And it happens as easy as just serving people. Obedience brings blessing. Disobedience brings conflict. He says this, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. I put on my Nikes today because Nike, and that's actually is, is the title of the message is Think Nike. Because Nike is all about what? Just do it. So I put on the Nikes, man. Shined my other shoes last night and this morning. I was like, oh, no. I'm going to wear the Nikes. Not sure if it goes, but I'm going to wear them. Just do it. Look what it says. It, it, don't just listen to God's word, but you, you must 
right? So I could have titled it, must do it. But you, you must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and if you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. Now here's what's, listen to this, verse 24. You see yourself and you walk away and you forget what you look like. We care about what we look like, don't we? Do you know that the word of God is like the ultimate mirror? Now when I look in the mirror, I don't, I don't get offended at the mirror because the mirror just reflects the obvious. The mirror shows it. Oh my goodness, I gotta get, oh my The mirror shows me, I didn't know that was there. The mirror shows me my hair. The, the mirror shows me a lot, but I don't get mad at the mirror. I leverage the mirror to help me look and be better. Are you with me? When I was in high school, I remember, I think it was like 10th grade, I don't know, maybe 9th grade, and I was sitting in with um, upperclassmen. I'd been out sick and I missed a test. So I'm sitting in there, our class taking a test. I'm in with these older people, which was really cool because there were some pretty girls in that class and um, I didn't have anything to do. So it was like a free hour. I was like, yes, you know? And so I'm just, I'm, I'm hanging out with the older kids and I'm looking around, I'm thinking she's pretty. And you know, I'm, I'm looking at this person over here and I watched something unfold that was really interesting to me. And what it was is this girl um, was kind of sitting on the front row and she played ball for the teacher. He was a coach too. And, um, and he was teaching and he, he, had, he had something from his nose and it was playing peekaboo. And, um, and not trying to be gross, I'm just you know, um, telling you what happened. And, and it was kind of coming and going. And um, so she's sitting there on the front row and she's doing this, you know, and she's trying to get his attention. Oh, yes, it did. So he goes like this and he smears it on his face. And everyone went, ah, they started laughing. They just laughing. They're cutting up. He had no clue what he looked like. He had no clue what was going on. Had he gone to a mirror right before he taught that morning, he would have realized, I need to blow my nose. You with me? You know what? The truth is this. The truth is that when we don't get in God's word, we live in life. We think we're okay. And sometimes what's not obvious to us by looking in the mirror looking in God's word, is obvious to other people. Sometimes pride plays peekaboo. Sometimes anger plays peekaboo. Sometimes fear plays peekaboo. Sometimes hurt. Sometimes jealousy. Sometimes envy. Sometimes gossip plays peekaboo. And we don't even know it's there. And the Holy Spirit's doing this. And if we don't take time to look in God's word, to look into the mirror, you know what happens? It becomes a mess. And we don't have a clue what's really going on. And so God says, don't just read it. Don't just hear it, but do it. If you look careful into the perfect law that sets you free, the careful law that sets you free. Um, you know, so in other words, life Life um, comes at us pretty hard. And, and if we're not careful, life, life can handcuff us. Uh-oh. That was a little too tight. Life can handcuff us. And all of a sudden, whatever it is that we struggle with begins to constrain us, contain us, overpower us. And it, it's hard to lift your hands in worship it's hard to spread your hands in worship when your sin, when your flesh, when the devil has you cuffed. 
You see what I'm saying? And, and the Bible says here, it says this, but look, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Don't, if I encourage you to do anything, don't just listen to God's word, but become a doer of God's word. Here's the thing. The whole coming to church thing, man, it's not about how many people we can get coming to church. Jaden said this morning, we pulled in, Daddy, what do you think we can do to make the church grow even more? That's what Jaden said. I'm like, dude, he's going to be a preacher. You know what I told him? I said, Jaden, I want to tell you something. I said, buddy, we just need to love Jesus more and love people more, and God will give the increase. We don't have to worry about the rest. If we love God and we love people, we do that well, God will do what God wants to do. That's the truth. That's the truth. So it's not just about listening to God's word, but it's about doing it. I want to tell you this. Doers are disciples. See, there's, there's, there's one thing about getting a bunch of people into a building, but it's a whole other thing to get a bunch of people out of the building to be Jesus with skin on. I'm more interested as a pastor of this church in getting people out of here than I am in here. Jesus took 12. We're still talking about it. And out of that 12, he had an inner circle. That's a great business principle. Have an inner circle. Move with the movers, but have an inner circle of people that you trust and that are trustworthy. That's why you trust them. And they will tell you when things aren't right. They will help you. They'll sit on the front row of your life. They'll cheer you on, but they'll help make sure things are right. They'll make sure you don't go through life living like this because it's, it's kind of hard to pick up the Bible and kind of hard to when, I, when I'm doing that. God's not after just people to come to church. God's about raising up disciples, man. In order to be a disciple, in order to be a doer of the word, I gotta get in the word. That's a hot point. In order to be a doer of the word, I gotta spend time in the word, man. Imagine what you would smell like if you never took a bath. Imagine that. You're like, I, I know exactly, because I got someone in my family. <laughs> you know? I'm like, yes, you are taking a shower. It's been three days, you know? Um, you know, if you have middle schoolers, you understand this, Right? Sometimes, yeah, absolutely, man. Jane said last night, Dad, how about we make a deal? I got a deal for you. I'll take a shower tomorrow. No, son, you take a shower tonight. He's trying to bargain with me. Dad, I took a shower yesterday. Yeah, buddy, but you got to take another shower. Absolutely. What would we smell like? This cleanses us. This helps us be right. I thought about this, that we either handle God's word carefully or carelessly, and here's the cool thing. If we, will, if we will listen and obey, then we won't forget and stray. If we will listen to God's word and then immediately obey it, then we won't forget what God said and stray from it. Turn the page. Matthew says this. this, this will, listen to this. Wow. You got to understand the context of the scripture. But Matthew 7, 21 and 26 says this. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Just put heaven there. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it, so, so who does the will of my Father, and anyone who hears, there's the key words today, doing and hearing, right? But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who would build a, a house or a mansion on the sand. You live on the beach, you're not just, it's really important about that foundation. And so we... 
want to do God's will. Now, do you do God's will to go to heaven? Do you, man, if I keep this, if I'm, I'm good, no, no, that's not what the Bible is saying. You do God's will. The first step in doing God's will is receiving a savior because we need him. That's the first step is receiving him. But then, then because I'm going to heaven, I wanna live in light of heaven. Does that make sense to us today? You with me? Sometimes we reason, we read God's word and we reason with it. We read it and we're like, ah! I'm going to pass on that verse. <laughs> I don't like that one. Let me see if I'm finding something else. Jesus wept. Oh, what a sweet boy. I'm moving on. But, but the part where it convicts me, I don't want to read on that, man. Oh, but, oh, she need that, though, right there. Oh, Lord, no, she need that. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to help her with that. Yeah, pride. Turn the page. Let's read about something else, right? So when, when you're reasoning, if you're not careful, if you're reasoning, you're trying, you're, you're, trying to, ah, you're trying to reason it away, reasoning, that type of reasoning, that will lead to deceiving. You deceive yourself. You walk around like some joker didn't look in the mirror. The Bible says, look carefully. What that means, what that means in the actual Greek that it was written in is this. It means eagerness and concentration to pour over that I'm eager every day to get into God's word and I'm gonna concentrate on God's word and I'm gonna pour myself over God's word or even better, pour God's word over me. I'm not gonna take it lightly. You know, we got time for fantasy football. I'm not against that, man. I'm all for that. That's amazing. But why would we expect the world to respect a book we neglect? Why would we as Christians expect the world to respect a book that we neglect? It's not enough to be hearers. We gotta be doers. And it sets you free. The perfect law, this sets you free. If you're dealing with shame in your life, this is the key. If you're dealing with anger, this is the key. If you're going through a divorce, this is the key. If you don't wanna go through a divorce, this is the key. If you're helping someone going through a divorce, this is the key. If you are in dire straits financially, this is the key. And the key will set you free. What did Jesus say? He said, you will know the truth. This is going to be really challenging. Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God's word is the perfect law of liberty. It sets you free. Where do you struggle today? What do you, what do you need to break out of? What do you need to break away from? What do you say, you know what? That's only had a grip on me. That's only cuffed me for 40 years. I want to get over that. That's been a part of my life, and I, I've not enjoyed that part of me for a long time, and it's something I can change, and with the power of God's help, I'm going to change it. I don't have to live chained. I can live free. See, it's a lot easier to worship God when you're free. It's a lot easier to go all out, not care about what other people think about you. Just say, Lord, man, I'm here. This is about you today. I'm in your house, and I'm going to worship you in spirit and in truth. It's a perfect law of liberty, and it sets us free. The Bible says, for the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And you know, the, the greatest reason to get in God's word is because it pays off, the payoff, man. Just do it. Just do what God says and watch what happens in your life. Watch what happens when you take it seriously and you say, you know what, Lord? Okay, I'm gonna try to. Here's the key word here. 
I'm going to apply. It's not about reading through the Bible in a year. That's good. Nothing wrong with it. How much of the Bible can you live out in a year? Knowledge is great. Knowledge is great. Knowledge can puff up. Jesus didn't take a lot of guys, you know, the, the guys that he had, boy, they had some knowledge. But I love the, I love the verse in the Bible where they're in front of the, the most important people. They're in front of some of the rulers. And they said, man, those guys, like they considered them to be ignorant men. Doesn't mean you ought to be a fool or be ignorant. But they, consider, they, they hadn't been to seminary. <laughs> oh, Peter, man, I think I just heard him cuss. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he went to seminary. It's just being real, right? My Bible talks about that. He, I don't think he did all that, but here's the thing. Here's what's cool. But they knew that they had been with Jesus. 